The Start On Demand. On demand. Today was our final day of the Global News and 680 CJOB Health Series on mental health. And today's focus was on emotional support animals. So that got us talking not just about emotional support animals, but how animals can help us get through a tough time. We checked in with Global's current affairs program, The New Reality. This week's edition is on flood infrastructure after what happened a few months ago in B.C., we had our weekly gab with Gabby and the couch potatoes assembled to answer the question, what is this show doing on Disney Plus? I'm Brett McGarry alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry and McNabb. And this is the Friday, February 4th podcast for The Start. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Jeff Forte walks into the control room, and I immediately ambush him with a technical situation. <laughs> and he says, this is not how I wanted to start my Friday morning. <laughs> we were wondering, are we going to be able to go on the air? Couldn't do anything. We had that dead air, which is, as Loren, you pointed out, it's, it's spooky, isn't it? It's kind of creepy. Well, you had said, hey, guys, heads up, the board's not working. As soon as you started talking, I like, I, it was like all coming in a Greek, like Greek to me. I had no idea what you meant. I was like, well, do you want to power off, power on? This is, what I, this is the advice I've got for you. And then I tried to log in or dial into the line, and I hear nothing. And so I automatically assume it's something on my end. And then Greg said, we are in dead air. And I thought, oh. That's weird. And then I sat here quietly for like six minutes, just out of pure fear that anything I did would be sent across the land. So <laughs> what a morning. Yeah, I think they, I, this happened to Clay a few weeks ago. Um, he had some, they had some issues on the weekend. So, and, and in fact, <laughs> after, after all is said and done, it just needed to be rebooted. So thanks to engineer Mike for walking Mr. Yes. Forte through how to do that because uh, Forte had pulled out this rack in the control room which was with what looked like a thousand cords and one of them needed to be unplugged. Oh, it's like a uh, I'm thinking of a scene where the bo- you're trying to defuse a bomb. Yeah. Which cord? Which cord? The blue? The white? <laughs> Because <laughs> there are so many cords, like and extensions, and I don't even know if you had. If that was, if I was in there right now, I was just thinking this. If this was one of the days, say you're off, and I've got to come in, and I walk into that studio, and things aren't working, like I'm just turning around and going home. <laughs> like I'm giving up. Like I don't. Fortune, something's not working. And hear you guys. Can you hear me? We can hear you. You sound far away, but I know. But so Greg's having some issues as well this morning. All right, morning. I'm gonna I'm gonna dodge out. I'm gonna duck out here. I'll come back in a bit. Okay. Um, we do want to give you a traffic heads up from Todd, who texted us about a half hour ago. Uh, so if you happen to be going through this area, maybe you can give us an update if you can. But Todd says there is a car that has taken out the light standard at Main and Mayfair, 
as you're going to head south over the Red River Bridge. Uh, there was no police on scene as of about 30 minutes ago, um, and uh, the car was still sitting up on the boulevard, so it took out the light standard there. So if you're going through that area, Maine and Mayfair, maybe just let us know if you can at 204-780-6868. That's one uh, traffic yeah. issue we've got this morning, Loren, but um, it's going to be an interesting morning. I was thinking Justine Ruche is going to have a, a big task ahead of her. We've had so many days where we've just been talking even just about the interruptions on Portage Avenue with that fire there and the cleanup continues, as she just mentioned, of course, because all the water turned to ice and they're trying to clear that street near Portage and Langside area. So that's one thing. But you already, as you were coming to work at, you know, 3.34 in the morning, had to point out that there was going to be much more disruption. There's a protest expected at the ledge today starting at 9 o'clock in connection with the protests that are going on in Ottawa. And already there's trucks parked on the street. Police have said, avoid the downtown if you can today. Uh, this is one major reason to do so in the sense that there will be disruptions if it goes as expected, Brett. Yeah, it was two, my, so my alarm went off at 2.30 and then I heard the train horn and I thought... Is that a, a, an actual train or is that the truck with the train horn? And then it went off periodically over the next hour or so. And I thought, well, that's definitely not a train. It's got to be a truck. But I, I couldn't see them from my place, but I could hear them. So when uh, the cab went by, I counted about a half a dozen trucks. So there was, um, I think, I'm not sure what kind of vehicle it was. Maybe it was a cadet vehicle, but they, they've got a Cinnaboyne blocked off at Osborne. Uh, just only only emergency vehicles and service vehicles can use that street. And a truck had York blocked off at Osborne, and another truck had uh, Memorial blocked off uh, southbound at uh, St. Mary. So um, they've they've got the, the trucks were parked on Memorial, and I guess more will be coming in. And as Jeff Brown was saying, there were other areas in uh, the downtown that police are recommending you avoid, like. Uh, uh, so they're saying er, avoid areas south of Portage Avenue, east of Osborne Street, north of the Assiniboine River, and west of Donald Street. So uh, the protest is uh, expected to start at 9, but they are already uh, in the city and uh, have been periodically honking their horns. So um, that'll be... I'm glad... Well, this, this is one of the situations where, A, I'm glad I don't have to drive anywhere when this is over. I can just walk home. So... That's good. Yeah, you'll you'll have an in, you might have an interesting walk home. We're gonna check in with Corey Callahan at six thirty. He's down uh, near the legislature, just teeing things up for today to let us know what we can expect and what's going on. And then Clay will be in uh, later to also cover things off for us. So that's one of the things we'll be discussing today. We also want to talk about pets today, Brett. Yes, pets. We're as we dogs, conclude. cats, turtles, fish, <laughs> snails. Snail and the kale, whatever works for you. That's right, the snail and the kale from our Wednesday I Love to Read chat. <laughs> but uh, today, we're, yes, we conclude our Global News 680 CJOB Health Series today. The Health Series has been focusing on mental health and various aspects of, you know, things that have impacted us throughout the pandemic. And today's focus is going to be on animals and emotional support. So at 7.05, we'll bring a story to you uh, from the Vancouver Police Department as it pertains to uh, a Labrador Golden Retriever Cross working in their wellness unit. So that's going to be fun to hear. And later this hour at 6.45, we want to talk about a time where our pets have helped us get through a tough spot. Now, how long has Moose been in your life, Loren? Moose has been with us it's at, he arrived january 28th a year ago 
Oh, so just over so a year. So just he just he's his birthday's December, but he's been with us just over a year. You're in a week, yeah. Okay, and uh, you were not really a dog person before Moose came along the chocolate nope. lab, uh, but uh, now are you? Guess a convert? who slept in my room last night? <laughs> Guess who wasn't going to go be allowed in the bedrooms a year ago? No dogs in the bedroom. We can get this dog, but the dog's not going to be in the bedroom. Then he's moved into the kids' room. Next thing you know, he's laying on the ground next to me last night. And I was like, Mm -hmm. we are five minutes away from this dog climbing into this bed. He also wasn't supposed to be allowed downstairs. Well, guess who's always just roaming around the downstairs while I'm on the show? So I've just lost control. (laughs) The dog's not coming in the bed with me. Yes, it is. No, he's like 80 pounds. No, he's not. Doesn't matter. He'll find his way in there and you'll never go back. This is now Moose's world. The rest of you are just living in it. (laughs) He is absolutely 100% in charge of your house. We'll reconvene in 365 days. And you tell me if it's any different than what I just said. Mark it down in your calendar, McNabb. No. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Mental health series today, just after 7 o'clock, we're talking emotional support and animals. So we're asking you for a chance to win $20 gift card, Santa Lucia Pizza, to text us about a time your pets helped you get through a tough time. And I'll give you an example. In 2013, my engagement came to an end. Life happens, whatever. We had to sell our house. But in preparation to sell the house, like we had a dog and two cats. The dog, Dexter, went with her. And um, I had to, you know, we had to do some stuff to get the, the house ready for sale. So my sister took my cats. I wasn't going to be able to keep the cats anyway after that. So Frankie and Zoe went to my sister. And when I dropped them off uh, at my sister's place, I was just devastated that I had to hand over these two cats, whom I loved very much. But immediately after that, I went and uh, I actually had to, I had agreed to do some dog sitting for my friends, Kent and Eileen, to watch their little dog, Gizmo. Uh, I think he's a Lassa, Apso, I don't know what, I always call him uh, like a, uh, I can't, you know what? I can't even repeat it on the air. Never mind. But anyway, he's just this fuzzy little dog. And uh, so I went from my, crying at my sister's immediately to go pick up this little dog. And he helped me get through the next week, which was a really tough time in my life. And I'm super, super thankful. He's my pal. I look forward to seeing him whenever I go visit. So I will always be thankful for that little dog. He, helped, he made my life much better in a really tough time. So that's my story. Poitras, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, um, of course, I love my little rabbit, uh, Reg, but I, I have to highlight this story. Uh, my wife is going through a very, very difficult time, and there was a, a little um, – the, the family had taken in a uh, – I guess a street cat who eventually became named Thule. And she had kind of was very, very scared and stayed underneath the couch and, and wouldn't come out. And, you know, it was it was like over weeks and months and months and and just kind of easing her up. And we were on the phone and just kind of talking and she was, you know, rather sad. And all of a sudden she sees these little two eyes come out from the basement and she just absolutely lit up. And she was so, so excited. And little Thule, uh, Tool Time, the brave little Toolster, um, uh, just like she's just such like a, she's so like inspirational. She's just like she gets a little better every single day um, and she just gets a little bit more brave and she's just she's just great. She's just a little 
she's just like oh she's so ins- she's like inspiring list the little toolie and uh she's she's a great cat <laughs> tool yeah. time what did you call it? tool time the toolster yeah uh, uh the brave little the brave little toolster the bra- yeah of course, <laughs> the brave little toaster the brave little toolster so yeah she's great forte what about you i know you've got a dog in your family right oh well, yeah well uh this dog is actually new we got her uh in march of 2020 Right okay. uh, as the pandemic was happening. But uh, before that, we had another dog who passed away on February 20th of 2020. And uh, she was an awesome dog. And, you know, uh, years ago, I went through a little bit of a heartbreak. And uh, I was sitting in the basement. And the dog never, never went into the basement. And uh, so I was home alone. And the dog was upstairs. And I was down in the basement having a little bit of a heartbreak. And, you know, I swear she sensed that I was, you know, a little down. She, she uh, came downstairs, hopped up on the couch just put her head on my lap. And, you know, that little thing right there, it just, you know, warmed up my heart. It made me laugh, you know, got to cuddle with her for a bit. So uh, it really, really, really does help. And this new dog, yes, and this new dog, she's a little nuts, but uh, every time I go over, we always always have our little playtime first thing when I get there. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I love dogs. That's great, man. And you're right. They do know. They know. And, uh, Mackling, what about you? Well, we have two dogs in this house, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, Loren, they sort of rule the roost, and they're they're very much in charge of what goes on around here, and uh, we've made the mistake of, of letting them buy into that, and there's no better example. I, obviously, I go to bed earlier than everybody else around here, and uh, Abby is our, she'll be 14 this year. She's our Shih Tzu, and and she's my little buddy. And uh, for as much as I love whiskey, and and whiskey has tried to take over her spot, uh, there's still Abby. Abby is still my baby. You scrabble the the letters. It's Abby's baby, <laughs> and <laughs> and she knows she has this thing in her clock when it's time for bed, because she comes to bed with me every night. And so she's a little older. She has a little bit of a tough time getting up the stairs. And she will sit at the bottom of the stairs around 7.15, 7.30. I have no idea how this internal clock works, how she realizes it's time for bed. And every once in a while, she will uh, give me a little bit of a bark as if to say, let's go. It's time to go to bed. And so we'll go up to bed. And then the kids will try and steal her inevitably. Well, she doesn't like that. And you will hear she's she's like this. And she'll make these quiet little noises that you can hear from uh, uh, from another bedroom that is saying, Dad, come and get me. I'm done with the boys. So, That's- yeah, but there's just nothing like that connection. <laughs> I have such a big smile on my face. I love talking about our pets. Loren, what about you? I just... <laughs> The, uh, I'm in the phase where this dog still on a many time a day basis is driving drives me nuts and yet I cannot tell you how many times I think to myself I would love to know what Moose is thinking right now like what are you trying to say buddy what is it what is it what is it because he's got that <laughs> grin on his face all the time and I used to always remark about how what I loved coming home at the end of the day to see my kids when I used to work a different shift at TV because they were always so excited to see you, right? Especially when the kids are little, little, they'd come running to the door like you're like this celebrity or something. You're like, oh, yeah, it's mom. And that was so wonderful. Well, now, you know, the kids are a bit older. I don't have the same impact on them. And I can't get over since we got this dog how much I appreciate him in the morning. Because as we all know, when you work in the middle of the night and you have to get up in the middle of the night, you're trying to be quiet. There's no one to talk to. It's not like a, a very heartwarming start to the day. 
And this dog, if I'm not up on time, will start headbutting against the door, like to get me. I can hear him just kind of pacing back and forth. And then he, as soon as you get up, he's just there to say, let's go. What do you want to do? 4 a.m., I'm ready. You want to go outside? You want to eat? You want to go to the pantry? You want to go downstairs? Let's go downstairs. Let's go upstairs. And I just think there's something about that, the companionship there. When it's dark and it's lonely out, the dog makes a big difference. And I cannot believe I'm saying this for the hundredth time how much I actually appreciate this dog. <laughs> so here's what we need from you. Uh, 204-780-6868. Tell us if you have a specific moment that, you know, you're going through a tough time and your pets or someone else's pet made a huge difference in your life. Uh, tell us that story. Or if you just want to talk in general, like, uh, you know, the, the times that they just make you feel better or make you happy. 204-780-6868 for a chance to win that Santa Lucia pizza gift card. And we'll give that away just after 9.15. Mackling. McGarry and McNabb, every Friday just after 9 o'clock, we have our weekly Gab with Gabby, Gabrielle Marchand, host of Global News Morning. And today, Loren, just ahead of our uh, mental health series here, today's a special day for our friends down the hall. Yeah, they're celebrating 10 years on the air, 10 years of Global Winnipeg having its morning show, which of course kicked off 10 years ago with... Eva Kovacs and Derek Taylor. And then there's been a few other hosts along the way with most recently Gabby joining the show a few years ago. So congratulations to them. Happy anniversary. Happy 10. They're young. We're old here at CJOB. <laughs> We're like, 75. Grandpa? are we their grandparents? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great grandparents? Were their great yeah, grandparents? Grandparents, quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Gabby coming up just after 9.05 and the Couch Potatoes assemble just after 7.35. We're going to tell you a little bit more about that new Pam and Tommy show and just how good it is. In the meantime... Now, the Global News and CJOB Health Series presented by Body Measure. For the last two weeks, we have been looking at all kinds of ways that our mental health has been impacted throughout the pandemic and ways that, you know, you can maybe give yourself a boost. And today we're talking about animals. That's right. Emotional support dogs, Brad, are becoming increasingly popular for individuals. People take them on the plane, take them traveling, take them all sorts of different places. But what kind of an effect can dogs have in the workplace? specifically for employees in high-stress exposure environments, Loren. Yeah, they're increasingly becoming part of those situations, and I just wanted to... Th I think you meant to say popular, not popular. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> but this is, this is a great story we're about to hear because I think we are coming to realize just the role that animals can play in our life. And so the Vancouver Police Department, they actually have a Labrador Golden Retriever Cross working in the wellness unit. 980 CKNW's Raj Solhal has more. Ten. Stand. Good boy. We're going to go say hi? Okay. Let's go. Good boy. Hi, boy. Hello. It's hard to pick out that we're hearing a big dog get up and move across the room because he's that well behaved. Zen is a three-year-old black Labrador golden retriever cross and he's the first accredited facility dog dedicated to wellness in a BC police department. He's been trained over two years by the Pacific Assistance Dog Society to work full-time with his handler constable Michelle McKnight in the Vancouver Police Department to help employees cope with the trauma they witness and the stress they experience on the job. Oh. Yeah, so this is our this is our guy. 
Uh, Zen is here to uh, essentially welcome employees at the start of their day. And we also attend to do mental health training. We walk around the building um, into units and into offices to um, say hello, share a little dog love, as I like to say, and, and generally brighten people's days. And um, I, I, I've said this before, but if I had a, a penny for every time someone said, oh my gosh, that dog is so calm. He's, it's, it's made my day to see him. I would be a rich woman because he really does change the atmosphere and the environment when he arrives into an office. People um, become softer. They are immediately smiling. They are engaged with him. They want to uh, talk with him and sometimes they get on the floor with him. So it's really, it's really um, a unique relationship with an animal. Uh, is very therapeutic. It lowers people's blood pressure. It lowers their uh, breathing rate. It uh, reduces anxiety and it allows people to make a connection with another living being, being the dog, uh, and allows people to connect with their emotions more easily as well. Constable Michelle McKnight says that often after seeing Zen, employees feel ready to open up about how they're feeling. Zen is like an emotional icebreaker, she says, and that comes as no surprise to psychologist and dog expert Stanley Corin. He says the therapeutic effect of dogs is well traced by researchers. Uh, they were able to show that when you pet a familiar and friendly dog, uh, your uh, breathing becomes more regular, your your heart rate slows down, your blood pressure is reduced. And more recently, we've been able to show that uh, stress hormones, the corticosteroids, uh, are reduced in your blood. And that's all from uh, petting a dog. And these are very much the kinds of effects which you get from administrating, administering a, uh, a drug like Prozac, except that Prozac takes uh, four to six weeks to cut in. And petting a dog takes 30 seconds to a minute to cut it. Dr. Stanley Corin said that a facility dog can be helpful because dogs will show affection to anyone, no matter what kind of a day they're having. There is, after all, a reason why dogs are known as man's or woman's best friend. The dog provides um, what um, the uh, psychologist Carl Rogers called unconditional positive regard. So whether you're happy or sad or whatever else, dogs are these, this incredibly forgiving kind of a thing. And that was one of the reasons why in many, many um, instances, um, combat troops would keep a mascot dog. And, and the, one of the things which they would do is, is when people were under stress, um, like before an attack or something like that, before a battle, uh, or when they were injured, sort of in the hospital area, they would bring in the dog. People seemed to respond. They seemed to feel better and, and, and talk more. Sit in. Stand. Good boy. We're going to go say hi? Okay. Let's go. Good boy. That boy. Hello. Animal-assisted therapy is working at the Vancouver Police Department, and the positive impact of having a dog helps so many people with their mental health. Here's hoping this contributor can persuade her household it's time to adopt a dog sometime soon, too. Fingers crossed. I'm Raji Sohal for 980 CKNW. The positive impact, Loren. 
I make no apologies for this oh love of puns gosh. that I have. You know? Oh, this segment's already going to the dogs, isn't it? It's <laughs> the least I can do. <laughs> Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, we're asking you to tell us about a time that your pets helped you get through a tough time, or maybe just the way that your pets make you feel better when you're just kind of down. And Eve sending a picture of one of his cats, Goat, which he refers to as his lap heater. He's got three cats, but she's the only lap one because the two males are 18 pounds each, and that would just be too much heat. (laughs) And that reminds me of my cat, Frankie, who didn't matter where he was in the house, I don't know how he did this, but the second I would sit down on the couch, there he was on the arm (laughs) of the couch, just waiting for me to get settled in, put my feet on the table, and then he would just gently walk over and plop himself down on my lap. Um, pretty he was much, a big cat, right? Yeah, he was a huge cat. He was 18 <laughs> to 20 pounds. Yeah. He essentially took me hostage. <laughs> See, I don't like cats. I know I've said that before, but I do like a fat cat. I don't know why. Like a fat cat, what I What's the difference? I don't know. I just, when they, like, <laughs> I'm allergic to cats, so just to clarify, I like to oh, say wow. that, so that's that the problem. Help. But, <laughs> I don't know. There's something more mischievous looking about the cat that's, like, lazily <laughs> laying there looking at you tail slowly swishing back and forth you know i just well you know i dig that laziness (laughs) we used to we used to talk about your judging porch and your rocking chair and your oh the best pound at your feet do you not feel that the the bigger cats feel like they seem a little more judgy they seem a little more arrogant yeah the way they kind of look down at you it's like look at you working every day yeah me i get fed at my whim you, and then you, they do that like silly stretch. Human, you. Yeah, and they lean over, then they stretch and sort of just look at you like, I've got it all figured out. When are you going to come over to my team? <laughs> Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, an apropos song choice, Mr. Forte, some Motley crew to tee up the couch potatoes in just a moment based on what we are going to discuss. But before that, uh, I'm very happy that as part of the mental health series that Global News and 680 CJOB have been running for the last couple of weeks, today is focusing on animals, specifically emotional support and animals, because we are asking you to tell us a story about a time that your pets helped you get through something tough. And uh, Lorena, a very touching uh, sentiment was shared by Julie. Yeah, so Julie said, I have many stories about my pets, but there's one of my dogs, Zena, a female German shepherd, that she wanted to talk about. So Julie says, I lost my brother in a car accident. I didn't want to live. Couldn't sleep or do anything. My Zena was there in the middle of the night going for a walk on my lap, When she saw me crying, she truly saved my life. Dogs, they are very intelligent and sensitive. Thank you, Julie, for sharing that. There's lots of stories coming in of people who have gone through loss and how the pets just know when you need them, licking the tears off your face, crawling onto your lap when they know you're down, walking into the room to help you through this. And and Zena, for Julie, literally saved her life, she says. So I, I really appreciate hearing that. 
And I'm just looking at a story from Vicky, and we can share her text uh, soon. But uh, she sent a picture uh, of her and her two dogs on the river trail. I have seen you on the trail, Vicky. I recognize <laughs> at least one of these dogs. There's yes. a kind of a shaggy dog with some boots, some little dog boots. I've seen this dog out there. Maggie and Mighty, <laughs> along with Vicky. Beautiful dogs. They're like a team. Can't wait to share that text with you. All right. So in the meantime, we are playing Motley Crue, but what do you have to bring in Jeff Braun, Mr. Fortier? (laughs) Some uh, Jurassic Park. Proud of yourself? Emotional support animal. <laughs> dinosaur. A dinosaur? Yeah. <laughs> Which one would you pick for an emotional support animal? Raptor. So it can wrapped me. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh the puns are rubbing off on 4J now. I don't think you know how a raptor works, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jeff Braun, he played yeah. some Motley Crue to bring us in. Yeah. Why? A new mini-series about Pamela Anderson and Motley Crue's Tommy Lee is out on Disney Plus this week. It's called Pam and Tommy. It's like we're seeing something we're not supposed to be seeing, which is kind of what makes it so hot. If this thing ever got out. Every second that passes, this tape could be spreading. Baby, we will get it back. It's not a big deal to me. I'm on that tape, same as you. No, not like me or not. Here we go. What the hell is this? Lily James plays Pam Anderson, while Sebastian Stan plays Tommy Lee. It's an eight-episode miniseries that also stars Seth Rogen as a disgruntled associate of theirs named Rand Goche. And the series revolves around the infamous Pam and Tommy Lee sex tape. Uh, Rand's role in that story and, of course, all the repercussions that it had on the lives of Pam and Tommy themselves. And the most surprising thing about this series that Brett and I have found out is that it is terrific. There was a really terrible Motley Crue movie called The Dirt out on Netflix a couple of years ago. So we didn't really have high hopes for uh, Pam and Tommy, but it's just amazing. The performances are, they're uncanny. Lily James looks exactly like Pam Anderson and acts exactly like Pam Anderson. And Sebastian Stan, the same with Tommy Lee. It really is remarkable between their performances and uh, I guess the makeup job on both of them what they've accomplished here it's a it's a bit of it's kind of mind-blowing, isn't it, Brett? Super mind-blowing. And uh, in case anybody's wondering, why is this on Disney Plus, a story about a sex tape. It's part of Disney Plus's Star Channel. That's where, that's the grown-up zone of Disney Plus. And there is, there is some nudity in this. Um, There's a lot of nudity, and it, 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 to much to actual comical effect in uh, as it pertains to Tommy Lee. Very clearly wearing um, some prosthetic, shall we say, uh, manhood enhancement. Uh, but, but uh, Lily James, I actually even like. I had to do some some Googling on this because I thought, like, did she get, like, actual surgery uh, to enhance her chest? But she's wearing a prosthetic chest piece, and you'd never know it. You would never know it. The makeup 
on this show is unbelievable. The, the, the hair, the makeup, he's got all the tattoos and their performances are so good. Loren, you, uh, it sounds like you watched the dirt. Yeah, but I regretted it like, from <laughs> yeah. the moment you it came out. this one. Oh, that was, I felt like I got slapped in the face in the first 10 seconds of that uh, <laughs> show. So I may give this a shot. I don't know. It's super good. Mackling, what about you? You might, you think you might take a peek? Well, I had my hand up when you asked the question about it being on Disney Plus, and I was wondering, well, you know, let's be honest, how good can it be from Disney? Uh, you've convinced me, yes, I will be checking it out, and yeah, the dirt was just, oh my gosh, uh, how do you even <laughs> explain the way they tried to tell that story, although I did stick around for the entire thing, because... Uh, myself, like Jeff Braun, huge Motley Crue fan. So uh, you guys have convinced me. I will go into the adult zone of Disney+. Plus. It's uh, three. They launched three episodes on Wednesday. How many episodes is it again, Jeff, in total? It's going to be eight altogether with a new one every Wednesday. Okay, that's, that's fantastic. So it's super good. And just want to quickly tell you about a couple of movies that are in theaters. Well, one of them, at least, is in theaters. The other was supposed to be... Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackie. Jackass Forever, now in theaters. It's the fourth film about a bunch of morons who perform dangerous stunts and pranks just for fun. And these guys should all be dead, first of all, uh, based on all the stuff they put themselves through. But surprisingly, these movies are pretty fun. And this new one, last time I checked, it was at 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. It might just be the dumb, delightful, turn-off-your-brain kind of movie that you might need right now. And there's another movie called Moonfall, a big Roland Emmerich disaster movie about an alien force that like takes over the moon and knocks it off its orbit on a collision course towards Earth. And Jeff, I know you were excited because it looks stupid and you and your buddy Joel like to go see these big dumb movies, right? <laughs> yeah, we love to go watch these uh, crazy uh, world enders like Geostorm a couple of years ago is one of my all-time favorites in this category. So um, yeah, like you said, Moonfall was supposed to open in theaters this weekend in Canada, but they pulled the plug on that a couple of weeks ago, mostly because I guess the theaters at that time in Ontario and Quebec were not running so they uh, decided to axe it maybe they'll come eventually but probably we'll have to wait for it to be on VOD or whatever in the meantime you can listen to the couch potato Saturdays at noon Sundays and six or you can listen to it in podcast form that is now available thank you very much Mr. Jeff Braun Mackling McGarry and McNabb Clay Young is going to join us in our next hour he is heading over to the legislature to have a look at what's happening with the protest that is getting ready. They are sort of uh, gathering. They've been gathering since uh, well before like the show started. I could hear them at 2.30 this morning, and the protest is set to begin at 9 o'clock. So Clay is going to join us in our next hour. And Christian O'Mell is going to talk some curling with us, GMAC, at 9.35. Yes, of course, the Olympic Games are underway in China. Curling, doubles curling, has been going for a couple of days already. And the Scotties is well underway. In fact, we're heading into the playoffs and towards crowning a champion in Thunder Bay. Two Manitoba teams already have made the playoffs, qualified already. One more is in a tiebreaker. So could we see three of three Manitoba teams in the playoffs? We'll ask Christian. We'll get the lowdown and and find out who he thinks is going to win, who's going to take it all come Sunday in Thunder Bay. 
The images were shocking for those in the middle of unprecedented snow, rain, and flooding events in British Columbia. It was life-threatening and devastating. The November floods in British Columbia saw cascading infrastructure failures causing billions of dollars in damage, forced thousands to be displaced from their homes. Now experts are sounding the alarm bells that Canada's critical infrastructure is not ready for the storms of the future, Loren. So tomorrow at 8 o'clock, Global TV, the current affairs program, the new reality, looks at how we need to shift our conversation from emissions to adaptation. Krista Hesse joins us now as part of the coverage for this. Good morning, Krista. Good morning. Well, let's go back a couple months if we can. When that atmospheric river, which I don't even know if people even knew that was a term until everything started coming down on the West Coast uh, in the States and in Canada, records amount of precipitation. Just what did things look like in terms of just the massive damage to all sorts of infrastructure in the West Coast? Yeah, so that flood that happened in November in southern B.C., is coming up to be the most costly natural disaster in the province's history. Already, the federal government has sent $5 billion in funds to the province to try to help with recovery efforts. So the amount of damage is insurmountable. Uh, They're still working to assess how much it's going to cost in the long run, but you know that the tag is going to be pretty high. So these events took place uh, following, you know, snow, rain, events flooding after one of the hottest summers ever and what we saw in British Columbia has been labeled a climate event versus a a weather event the conversation shifting now as, as we said from emissions to adaptation are other Canadian jurisdictions as unprepared for what may come as British Columbia seemed to be Krista Yeah, so it's kind of a mixed bag, experts told us, in preparedness. And the reason for that is the way that flood adaptation measures are funded. So putting those measures in place actually falls on local governments, falls on the municipalities to do. And municipalities just can't afford to do that work on their own. So they have to look to the federal government for funding. So one municipality that we feature in the story is Edmonton, who was able to get $53 million dollars. Uh, to put towards their climate change adaptation plan. So they've been able to do some great work, and it's made them one of the best flood-prepared municipalities in the country. But not everybody can get that funding because the federal funding is limited and competitive. So that's left Canada in a kind of patchwork situation where you know some municipalities are better prepared than others, depending on how resourceful, resourceful they've been able to be with getting this federal funding. We actually traveled to Merritt, B.C., um, in the interior, uh, a population of about 7,000 people that got absolutely devastated by the November floods. And the mayor there told us that she's expecting millions, if not a billion dollars in flood um, adaptation measures that the city now needs to do. And she doesn't know where that money is going to come from if the province or the federal government doesn't come up and, and provide it for them. Here in Manitoba, we built the Red River Floodway following the devastation of the flood of 1950 and expanded its capacity again uh, following the floods of 1997. Um, So as far as other municipalities, like, what can we do to, to be better prepared? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great example of proactive adaptation that was, that happened after a devastating climate event. So, What other municipalities can do at this point is, I mean, most mayors have told me that they're just lobbying the federal government to expand 
um, funding for adaptation so that the money is available that they can utilize. So right now there's about five different federal ministries um, that all have a hand in the adaptation file. So there's kind of this jurisdictional juggling happening where the money is in different places and it's hard to access. And so experts told us that it would be worthwhile just putting one person in charge of the climate change adaptation file so that it's easy uh, and accessible to municipalities so they can get this work done and fast um, as we already know that these storms are coming and, and climate change is irreversible, frankly. The new reality can be seen Saturdays at 8 p.m. on Global and can be streamed anytime on the Global TV app. Krista Hesse, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. In a moment, we are going to head to the legislature to find out what is happening ahead of this morning's scheduled protest. But before that, we are asking you to tell us a story about a time that your pet helped you get through a tough time because we're continuing our global news mental health series today we're concluding it today on the subject of emotional support and animals and we could do our entire show yeah. uh, by sharing these stories and uh, a huge boost to our mental health with all of these wonderful and touching and hilarious and amazing stories and all the pictures you're sending us and uh, Loren you had flagged Vicky's story about her dogs Maggie and Mighty. Yeah, well, both Greg and I were interacting with Vicky because I think we both, Greg, admittedly got a little teary with this one, if that's fair. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, Vicky says, my two dogs are such a big part of my life that I honestly don't know what I'd do without them. I suffer from anxiety and they have a huge calming effect on me. Every day I sit or lay down to meditate and they join me on either side of me, resting their heads on my body. I've never trained or asked them to do this. They just do it. We all come away from the session more zen and ready for the day. A daily dose of fresh air is also on our agenda. And then, of course, Vicky sent that picture of her and her pups on the river trail, Brett, and you know them. So you'll have to thank Vicky for that text if you run into her next time you're on your travels. Yeah, I've seen Vicky and these dogs on more than one occasion. Uh, and in particular, there's a, a, I don't know which one, I'm guessing Mighty is the, the shaggy one with the, the, the little boots. And uh, I, rec- I, I passed them just the other day. So I'll have to say hello next time. Um, but right now we want to say hello to Clay Young, who joins us now live from the Manitoba Legislature. Clayman, good morning to you, sir. How are you guys? We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Where are you right now? I'm right across, uh, Brett, from the legislature. Uh, I'm looking at two big rigs. Uh, they're blocking entrance into the ledge on uh, Memorial, and they're sprouting two giant flags, an American flag and a Canadian flag. There's a big sign attached to one of these rigs that says, Mandate freedom um i'm actually surprised there's not as many protesters as i was uh, expecting when i got here around 7 20 this morning still not a lot of protesters not a lot of trucks uh traffic along broadway is very light i think people heard the warnings stay away from the area in fact i even tried uh when i when i arrived here to get onto the grounds of the legislature, and there's a side entrance, and security would not let me in. I showed my media identification. They said, unless 
unless you work here, like work, work here, nobody is getting on. And I think most of the people, as I look at the parking lot of the legislature, it's virtually empty. I think everyone's working from home. Uh, but I should point out this officially, this protest doesn't officially start until nine o'clock. So we'll see what happens as, as things develop here. What sorts of vehicles are you seeing, Clay, other than the, the two rigs that you mentioned that are directly in front of the Manitoba legislature on Broadway? I guess that would be at the bottom of Memorial Boulevard. We've had reports of several intersections being, quote-unquote, blocked off. What else can you tell us? I see some pickup trucks, uh, again, um, spouting uh, with, with, that uh, have American flags on them, and, and some people are at the intersection. They're waving placards. Occasionally, uh, a vehicle along Broadway uh, honks in support. A couple of these rigs toot their horns. Um, but it, it, I think, I think it, we'll wait until, you know, 9 o'clock and see if things uh, develop even, uh, develop more. But right now, you know, it, it is fairly quiet. And I'm, I'm just being honest here. There, it's, there's no wild rallies or anything like that happening at the moment let me emphasize that all right clay young we'll check back in with you later thanks for this thanks and i'm uh listening intently to the pet stories because uh when i get home tonight my little cat Kimus will welcome me with open yeah, arms i love it <laughs> Kimus, i forgot about Kimus. thanks clay appreciate it you bet. And indeed, uh, Clay mentioned uh, that the parking lot is empty. Staff at the legislative building are being advised to work from home. But uh, yeah, I was looking at Global News Morning. There were, I think, uh, so when Corey got there this morning, there were four vehicles parked sort of in front. There were the two big rigs, and then they were sort of uh, lined, like book uh, bookshelved, so to speak, bookmarked with um, tractors on either side. And then the last shot I saw on Global, there were, Four tractors beside those two trucks and a couple of RVs in there. And the vehicle that was blocking Memorial uh, just beside St. Mary, that was a, a big rig pulling uh, like a large sort of RV-style trailer. Um, and I, they, I, did, I could hear them this morning at 2.30. I heard the train horn going off at uh, 2.30 this morning. It wasn't, it wasn't constant. It was just sort of like every few minutes it would go off for a few seconds. Uh, so we'll see what happens at 9 o'clock, GMAC. Yes, and I'm looking at these videos as well. So it might be a little bit of a rotation going on here, but uh, several tractors down there, as you mentioned, uh, including, uh, based on the video I just saw from Corey Callahan, blocking the northbound lanes of Memorial. If you wanted to turn on to northbound Memorial, you, you, can't, you couldn't do that at least uh, in the last several minutes based on these tractors being uh, in place. So, yeah, as Clay says, it's pretty quiet for now. I think the operative word there, Loren, is for now. Right, so that gets underway at 9 o'clock. We'll check back into Clay uh, if we need to as the, the morning progresses. And in the meantime, you guys got to do a little business check. I sit out of that one. And then at 8.30, we need to talk, talk more about pets. We're going to talk with uh, the folks at Misericordia, where they hope post-pandemic to resume their pet therapy program. We're talking therapy, not just, you know, putting a smile on your face, but well and truly making a huge difference to people's mental health. Mackling, McGarry, McNabb, Marshawn joins us after Global News at 9, our weekly gab with Gabby, Gabrielle Marshawn from Global News, from Global News Morning. 
on CKND, as Greg likes to say. Uh, but right now, I want to talk about how, based on the texts from you this morning, it's clear your dogs, your cats, your birds play a huge role in your mental health. Yeah, and here's a text we got from one of our loyal listeners this morning that demonstrates that. You know, at the top of the hour, we had a text from Vicky talking about the, the impact her pets had on her anxiety. And this next listener said, I live with the illness of schizophrenia. It is very isolating. My parrot is my emotional support bird. Says hello when I come in the room and good night when the lights go off. He loves to laugh and watch hockey with me. He's 17 years old and can live a long life to be 65. So many more years of love to come. That's the kind of impact pets can have, Greg. Yeah, now I'm supposed to say something after reading and hearing that, Loren. Listen, the pets and the impact they have, it's uh, emotionally overwhelming, but emotionally beneficial as well. So as we wrap up our mental health series, we're taking a look at the role animals can play. At 707, we shared the story of a Labrador Golden Retriever Cross who's employed as a therapy dog in the wellness unit with the Vancouver Police. And pre-COVID, dogs were a big present presence rather in some shelters, hospitals, and more. Misericordia, dogs were regular visitors just a few years ago. Post-pandemic, they hope those therapy animals can come back. Jennifer Kloss is the recreation manager at the Misericordia Health Centre and joins us now. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a pleasure. And thanks for sparking or at least participating in this conversation because therapy animals in hospitals is uh, something that uh, we're all familiar with. And and just tell us how that, that program works and, and how unfortunate it is that it's it's had to been suspended. Yeah, so we that is one of the things that our residents are asking to come back. So as soon as we're able to invite our uh, pets back, we will. Um, Pre-pandemic, we had around five uh, dogs that were St. John's Ambulance certified that would come to visit our clients. Now, one uh, nice thing that has been able to continue to go on is pets that have gone through a variety of steps with can come visit their families. So let's say um, a loved one in our care has a pet at home um, but had to leave it with family members to move in to our personal care home. Under circum- certain circumstances, um, the dogs can come in and visit their loved ones. And as far as the impact that these animals have in the hospital, can you just tell us a little bit about that, how, how they are with the patients and how they help? Oh, it, you can see their face brighten. And I can speak, uh, speak particularly to dogs. So um, dogs, they, the clients just light up. And these can be clients um, that sometimes words are very difficult. Um, and they just, the, they light up and they smile and um, they just glow in the presence of these dogs. And dogs can have great impacts to our clients physically, mentally, emotionally, um, we even did a little bit of virtual pet therapy um, with some of our TVs, which was obviously not the same, <laughs> but it was something. Hmm. I mean, if you think about it, uh, Jennifer, when we often when we're having a bad day, we'll share with one another videos of porcupines eating yeah. or turtles flipping over or, you know, orangutans laughing because we're looking for that little slice of joy wherever we can get it. So, yes, in virtual is not 
the same, but it still provides you with the smile. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, when, when you talk about either the dogs coming in that are pets of your residents or the yeah. therapy animals coming in through the, the, the program, there's clearly a connection there that shows perhaps we should be considering even more ways to bring animals into our lives. Because yes, your pet can be therapy, but therapy dogs have special training as well. Oh, for sure. I think that the the more involvement we can get from those pets, the better it is for our clients and residents. You you can tell the immediate calm that happens in the presence of a dog for a lot of people. Um, dogs come with no judgment. <laughs> they accept people exactly how they are and are happy to be pet and to sit and relax with um them. So it's uh, it's very, very powerful to observe the interactions between our clients, residents, and our uh, furry friends. Well, Jennifer, I hope that this program can get back on its, on its legs, all four legs, <laughs> as we head back, uh, you know, maybe to some normalcy in the not too different distant future here. Thanks for sharing this story with us. It's uh, great to connect with you. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. Jennifer Kloss, Recreation Manager at the Misericordia Health Centre, joining us live on 680 CJOB. And keep texting us at 204-780-6868 about a time that your pets helped you out, helped you get through a tough time, like Bev, who says, I fell off a ladder in our backyard. I could not get up. We had to call an ambulance. I was laying in the grass in the rain waiting for an ambulance to arrive. So my husband let our little dog out, Kiki, because he knew it would be a little while before Kiki would get out again. So Kiki came over to me, came up to my face, and gave me a little kiss. Should be noted, she was not always generous with kisses. After the kiss, she did her business, went back in the house. I really think she was just telling me all would be okay. So I asked Bev, were you seriously hurt? And Bev says, well, I waited about 10 minutes. My hip was broken. I had to have a complete hip replacement. But... In spite of that, she's the primary focus here is Kiki. She says Kiki was the sweetest, sweetest little dog ever. Uh, we lost her to illness last February, and we miss her dearly. So, Bev, thank you for that story. Keep those coming. At 9.15, we're going to pick a winner for the Santa Lucia Pizza gift card. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Some Britney Spears. Hope you're not trying to say anything in particular about our next guest there, Mr. Forte. We say hello to Gabrielle Marchand, our weekly Gab with Gabby from Global News Morning. Good morning. It must be Friday. I've just spent the past five minutes looking at what time different bakeries open on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've been looking up food and different drink recipes since probably about 6 a.m. today, so I'm prepared for the weekend. How about you guys? Well, it is La Poutine Week and Potato Week. Right? Both of them happening at the same time. Oh, yeah. And I've Isn't said that, that I'm the a... same thing. Like, no, they're the different. Whole... No, the whole point of potato is the poutine, is <laughs> my point. Yeah, I know. It's, a, it's sort of a weird uh, planning hiccup, I think, but just means more, more to choose from, sure. I suppose. If uh, Loren, uh, you love gravy, right, Loren? I actually tried this uh, deli yesterday. Oh, my gosh, my brain. My Friday brain. What is it called? It's on Aberdeen Avenue. Oh, I'm so ashamed right now. Anyway, it's a oh, deli. Oh, Salter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? They have the best potato soup there. Um, I can't think of it either. Oh, cursed this world. Luna's? Yes. And their gravy, Loren, you would love it. Homemade fries and their gravy was... Oh. Nothing makes me angrier when they, 
gravy is not homemade. Like you specifically are ordering the side of 7,000 calories and then it shows up and you're like, what is this? Is this powder? No. Go back there and squeeze out the fat of some animal and turn it into <laughs> gravy. That's what I'm looking for. I was at a place once and they, I asked for a side of gravy because this place usually has really good gravy, but uh, they said they didn't have their full kitchen staff on today. And, and she said, seriously, you don't want the gravy. And I said, oh, come on. How bad can it be today? And she says, well, fine. I'll bring some to you. And it was basically dishwater. It oh, was, the, it was oh. the runniest gravy I've ever had. It was tasteless. It was just clearly uh, whipped up. Up, like last second because they had nothing so they thought they'd just serve me this brown soup and uh disgusting so yeah I'm, I'm making a face at brett right now but that said i love any kind of gravy and i'd probably still drink it like a shot so <laughs> that's where i'm at <laughs> all right so what do you want we're talking about animals this morning and the way that animals boost our spirits they're so therapeutic. I don't have a dog because I live in a, an apartment and I would only want a big dog and I, I wouldn't want to keep them in an apartment with uh, no balcony and no backyard. But I dream of one day having a big dog. I spend most of my time watching animal videos on the internet, little puppies, little floofer nugs as I call them. And uh, I grew up with two dogs, two Siberian Huskies, and they were wonderful. I mean, they didn't really, I feel like I kind of annoyed them a lot of the time, but if you were sad, they were. that would be one time where they would allow you just to pet them endlessly and sort of cuddle with you even when they got overheated. Do they sing? Huskies, yeah. uh, did they sing to you? They did the, uh, ooh, ooh, if you left them outside too long and they felt neglected, they'd come into those, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> You guys, I mean, Greg has, you have two dogs, Greg, right? Lauren, do you have pets? Yeah, this is why I'm so distracted right now. Moose has come downstairs, which I was saying he wasn't allowed to do like six months ago. And he is clearly itchy everywhere because he's rolling so hard on the carpet, like back and forth. I should call him over and scratch him, but it's kind of, I don't know what's going on with him. Like something's wrong. I'm worried. Stop it. Okay. Um. Yes, I do. I have moose, and Greg has two dogs, and Brett loves cats. And Did dogs. I sum that all up? Okay. That's what? Yes, You're a cat lover? I didn't know that. I, well, and it's stupid because I'm allergic to cats. And every time I, end up, I start dating somebody, they inevitably end up having cats. And then I, so I have to make a choice. It's like a choose your own adventure novel. Like I remember back in 2008, I started dating this girl and then we, we split for, you know, we it was like two months and then we got back together a few weeks later and I walked into her apartment and around the corner comes this cat, which she had since adopted. So I was faced with this decision in that moment. It's like, do I stay or do I go? <laughs> uh, but I stayed, and I, in spite of my allergies, I ended up loving that cat. But I love dogs, too. And apparently, you like big dogs. If you're allowed to have pets in your building, I've heard Great Danes make excellent apartment dogs because they're, so, they're super chill. Yeah, they're like big lap dogs, I bet. I've actually heard that, too. They don't really like to exercise. They just want to chill out being all big. Yeah. That sounds great. Actually, ideal. Mackling, you ever seen a Great Dane out in the wilderness? Oh, Great Danes are amazing. I love those uh, large dogs and how majestic they are. Uh, I don't know. I hadn't heard that about them being good in the in the apartment. But you know, I, I'm I used to be a big dog guy. I'm a little dog guy now, and uh, I don't know if I could go back to a big dog again. Even in a house, I just feel like they take up so much space and whiskey already. Uh, enough fur. I don't need a dog, another dog that sheds. Never mind uh, a 200 pound dog that sheds. Anyway, David Letterman, I know you had this on your show the other day asking the question where did David Letterman get his uh, 2019 Great Cup Championship toque? Uh, 
we were talking about our favorite Manitoba pop culture references the other day. Have you got one? Ooh, that's, you know what, that is a tough one for me. I'm not sure I have a really good response for this. I've only been in Winnipeg for, I think, four and a half, five years, and I really consider it my home, but not growing up here, I kind of missed out on a lot of that. So if anybody has any suggestions for me, I'll take them. Something... We okay over on? Somebody, somebody falling down? Loren, is that you? Is that, is that your dog? <laughs> Loren, are you okay? I'm, I'm here. I think Loren might be having an adventure with Moose. Not entirely sure. No. <laughs> the dog? Right it was the dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> keep talking. I'm going to go put him away because he just came. Just as Greg was saying, the dogs are too big. I don't think I can have a big dog again. And then Moose squeezed in like a two centimeter wide slot between my chair and the radio. Cr- and it, I'm going. You guys continue. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is perfect. The timing of that couldn't have been more perfect. And then uh, just very quickly before we let you go, Gabby, uh, the book that had the biggest impact on your life. Oh, yeah. I was going on around about this. This book, Finn and Lady, I take it with me everywhere. Every time I move somewhere, I read it. Every time I go through a horrible life event, I read it. If I go through something really nice, I read it. Until this summer, I was reading it, I I read through it, and I thought, you know what, I think I'm done with this. I think that I've moved on to a different stage in my life, and I appreciated this book, Finn and Lady. It did so much for me, but years later, I think I'm going to let it go. Came came highly recommended from Oprah, right? From the Oprah Book Club? Oh, yeah. Oh, she loves Finn and Lady. So if you need a read this weekend, look it up. Don't send it my way. I'm done with it. (laughs) Gabrielle Marchand is the host of Global News Morning on which television station, Mr. Mackling? CKND, Channel 9, Cable 12, and happy 10th anniversary to the show, by the way, Gabs. Yeah, what a morning we had. Derek Taylor, Eva Kovacs, so many good people in this company. Happy to work here and thankful for to all, thankful for all our viewers and our listeners for putting up with us. Derek Taylor, by the way, has a pretty sweet home theater set up. I was je- super jealous looking that, at that. We said the same thing. We're like, where is he? We're so nosy. Where is he? Oh, it's his home theater. We want to move into his basement. <laughs> yeah, is no he kidding. accepting like residents? He was in a sports bar, for goodness sake. I know. I thought, is he? where is he? Oh, he's at home. Uh, Regina does not stink, apparently. No kidding. Gabrielle Marchand, thank you very much. And in a moment, we're going to give away a $20 gift card for Santa Lucia Pizza based on your text messages about how pets have helped you in your life. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, we got to give away our gift card for Santa Lucia Pizza based on your stories of how your pets have helped you through a tough spot. Uh, but before we read those, just very quickly, Loren Moose just kind of put you into a tough spot in our previous segment. <laughs> Is everything well, cool now? Well, I'm sorry. I was just saying to you that I, like in the beginning, he wasn't allowed downstairs. And then we basically gave up on that about three weeks ago because we were doing all these renovations and the dog had to stay downstairs. And then comes down here this morning and he's he's got some sort of allergy we think and he's scratching and rolling all over the floor so I turned my mic off and said Moose like come here because I was going to help scratch his behind his ears the spots he can't reach as well and instead of coming around the table he just came right through it like under it it's like a <laughs> and <laughs> knocked over my microphone and knocked over oh, everything came unplugged it was quite impressive like he didn't just knock it off like everything just unplugged itself and I plugged quickly back in, and he's just looking at me like, what? You said come over here. And by the way, I'm still itchy. And now he's upstairs. So that's... If that's... you're going to do it, do it right, Loren. It sounds like Moose did it right. Yeah. He said come... I said come here, and he came. And 
My, my, you know what? Rookie move by me. Rookie move. <laughs> okay, we've got two texts here. I want to read this one from Jonathan, who is a runner-up. Uh, again, so many amazing stories today, as always. But Jonathan says, hearing you guys talk about pets this morning, I have to share my story about my cat, who's been dubbed the luckiest cat in Saudi Arabia. While I was working a contract in Saudi Arabia, about this was uh, in 2017, about six months in, I was getting extremely lonely, being so far away from family and friends. So I adopted slash, sm- slash smuggled a Saudi street cat out of the Saudi military base <laughs> that I worked on. And at the end of the year, I paid all the fees and possibly bribes to get him out of the country and back to Canada with me. While he can be a jerk... He's also the most loving cat I've ever owned. And I think that's because he knows he's way better off with me than he was living as a street cat in the desert of Saudi Arabia. Jonathan, that's cool. Um, I thought that was going to be tough to beat, but um, we have to go with Michelle, Greg. Yes, our beloved Billy the Bulldog was such a loving little guy. If you were sad and started to cry, he would come running over, climb up on you, and mush you. Now, we heard this lots of times this morning. This is where Michelle's story takes a turn. I also have to credit little Billy for saving my life. One day, he started coming over to me and started continuously licking my one ankle. I pushed him away, but he kept coming back. After a few weeks of this, I checked and I saw I had a little mole where he was always licking. I went to the skin specialist to get it checked. It was a melanoma. The surgeon removed it and said because of the early detection, they managed to get all the cancer before it Mm. spread through my body. I will be forever thankful to my little hero. Sadly, Billy passed away a few years ago. We miss him so much. Michelle, thank you you for that. You are going to get the $20 gift card for Santa Lucia Pizza. We'll get in touch with you to get your details. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.